0: Hi, it's me, Ali, host of Stolen Lives. I want to tell you about the hit podcast, Cold. This season, the host, Dave Cawley, investigates disappearance of Cherie Warren, a young mother looking for a fresh start. Recently divorced, she'd moved back in with her family, found a great new job and even a new boyfriend. Her life was turning around and she was happy for the first time in a long time. But on a mild October evening after work, Cherie said goodbye to her co-workers, left the office and was never heard from again. All eyes quickly turned towards her ex-husband. He did have a history of violence and had previously lured another woman into the woods and beat her with a tire iron. But there was also another man that caught the interest of investigators, Cherie's new boyfriend, a former reserve police officer who also had a dark history of sexual violence. The two men closest to Cherie swore they loved her and promised to protect her, but did one of them murder her? I'm about to play you a clip from Cold, The Search for Cherie. While you're listening, follow Cold wherever you get your podcast. And Prime members, you can binge all 10 episodes ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.
1: Rain drizzled over the canyon of the South Fork of the Ogden River. It pattered on the canvas top of Heidi Posnine's Jeep as she drove up Utah State Highway 39 on the morning of Friday, June 4, 1971. She was on her way to meet the strange man who had for weeks been calling her, demanding they go on a date. I can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes. She turned right off the highway at the entrance to the Meadows Campground, crossed a short bridge over the river, barely more than a creek, really, and stopped next to a camper trailer on the far side. A pair of sheriff's deputies dressed as fishermen stepped out to greet her. And I said, what should
2: I do? And he said, well, just
1: pull across the street
2: and then leave the Jeep part, like, sideways. You know what I mean?
1: As Heidi's describing this to me decades later, she's using her hands to show the positions of her Jeep and the trailer, how the deputies told her to park next to them, but to reverse out after the caller arrived and passed by her position to block him from getting back across the bridge to the road. She was the cheese on the mousetrap.
2: They said, make sure when he comes up, identify, make sure that
1: he's the right person. Two miles down the canyon, back in the direction of Huntsville, her husband, John Posnine waited at another campground called Magpie. The sheriff was with him, along with the deputy, Halver Bailey. They all watched the highway as the clock ticked toward the time for Heidi's date to arrive. A little after 10 a.m., a red-and-white half-ton pickup truck passed Magpie going up the canyon toward Meadows. John Posney saw a logo printed on the truck's door. And the dummy he was driving, his dad's business
2: truck it said Hartman Plumbing. And when they drove past Magpie, John said
1: He immediately knew who it was. Hartman Plumbing and Heating belonged to a man named Bill Hartman. John knew Bill. They had golfed together at the Ogden Golf and Country Club. Bill was also a fellow member of the Weber Club. The caller had told Heidi he had seen her at the Weber Club. It clicked for John. He recognized the man at the wheel of the pickup as Bill Hartman's oldest son, Carrie Hartman. The sheriff tried to radio the two undercover deputies who were with Heidi at Meadows to let them know the caller would soon reach them. But the radio didn't work in the narrow canyon. Heidi had no idea who the young man in the pickup truck was when he turned off the highway, drove across the bridge, and stopped next to her Jeep.
2: No, because I never paid any attention to him before. I didn't notice him before.
1: The young man rolled down his window. Heidi saw he had brown hair, green eyes, and appeared clean cut, like a cop or military man. Kind of forgettable. He says, hi,
2: I can't remember exactly. And and then I said, why would you pick on an old lady like me? And then he made some remark that I was sexier, prettier, something, you know. You're not an
1: old lady at this point, though,
2: right? <laughs> No, gosh, no. <laughs> but I was way older than he was. I already had kids, you know, teenagers. So, yeah, I was an old lady.
1: <laughs> Carrie Hartman was 22 to Heidi's 36.
2: And he kept looking at that trailer and was getting a little nervous. And
1: he said, I'm going to just pull up there. Why don't you follow me up there? By up there, Carrie meant farther into the campground, behind a line of trees out of sight of the road. He drove past her up around a bend. Heidi put her jeep in reverse, pulled out and blocked the narrow road just as the deputies had instructed. She then leapt from the jeep and rushed into the safety of their trailer. The deputies told her to stay put, then went to stand next to the jeep. Heidi poured herself a cup of coffee with shaking hands. She listened for the sound of the pickup. It returned after a few minutes. Heidi peeked out the window as the deputies pulled Carrie out of the truck and placed him under arrest. They frisked him, finding a small knife in his pocket. Then they tried to call their backup down at the Magpie campground, only to discover their radios didn't work in the canyon either. So the deputies piled into Kerry's truck and drove it, and him, down the canyon to meet with the sheriff. I stayed a while because I was all (sighs) nervous, I
2: guess. (laughs) Whatever, I'd had my coffee and then I got in the Jeep and I drove down and they were already
1: gone, so... Only later did Heidi learn from her husband, John, what had happened when Carrie had arrived in handcuffs at Magpie. John, she told me, had turned to the sheriff.
2: He says, boy, I'd sure like to
1: smack him in the mouth. And he says, well, we looked the other way.
2: So they, they had him already out, and John punched him. And he, he was embarrassed. He looked down, and he says, I wish you had a gun and shoot me. Really? Yeah,
1: he said that because he was embarrassed. He was ashamed John Posnine had punched Kerry Hartman in the face, while the sheriff and his deputies looked the other way. Needless to say, this wasn't legal. The deputies had then taken Kerry to the Weber County Jail in Ogden, where they'd booked him on suspicion of making threatening phone calls, a minor misdemeanor charge that didn't quite match the gravity of the whole situation. Kerry provided a handwritten statement admitting to what had happened. I called the lady and said, would you meet me at a time and place? If not, some harm would come to your husband's car, and possibly him. That's not Carrie's voice, but they are his words read by a voice actor. Even today, Heidi downplays the seriousness of what happened. Well, because he really hadn't done anything other than met me. But I'm here to tell you, there was something much more ominous behind those phone calls something that makes Heidi's mouth go dry and her hands fidget when she really stops to think about it. This season isn't about Heidi Posnine. As I said earlier, it's about the disappearance of Cherie Warren, but there's a reason we're starting with Heidi instead of Cherie. It's because Carrie Hartman, the man who tried to lure Heidi up that canyon, would years later meet, befriend, and woo Cherie Warren. Her story begins with a phone call. voice on the phone said, I was sexy. He had made literally thousands of those types of calls. He follows the women, gets to know them, and then hits them. Then... Don't report your body that I found. Everything... There are a lot of missing girls. Escalates.
2: She was beaten, stabbed until the knife broke, and then shot twice in the head.
1: Cherie Warren disappeared in the fall of 1985.
2: Her friends and family say she's not the type to just run away.
1: She wouldn't leave her child. No one can say just what happened to Cherie. No one's faced charges for her disappearance. Not her ex-husband, Chuck Warren. Money was a big issue, Chuck. He told her, if I can't have you, nobody's going to. And not Cherie's boyfriend, Carrie Hartman.
0: I remember her saying, be careful
1: with him. He had two dispositions. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He could be the nicest guy you ever wanted to meet, but he also had that sinister side. Hey, Prime members, you can binge all 10 episodes of Cold, the search for Cherie, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.